Good evening, everyone. Um, I know we are talking about rest today, but I do please ask that you wait until I finish speaking if you want to fall asleep. And that is a little joke to start off this evening. So when I say the word rest, what does that mean to you? Some of you may conjure up pictures of sunny beaches with a cocktail in hand, a good book by the pool. Uh, some of you may think of lying on the sofa with your friends, hanging out. And some of you might think of some time spent alone, going for a walk or watching your favorite TV show. Whatever it is, we all have some idea of what rest is for us. Slowing down, stopping, relaxing. Oh, there's a fly in my face. Looking, <laughs> looking after yourself. Um, because ultimately, is that the most important thing? To rest is to look after me. Um, I looked up the Google definition of rest, and it told me that rest was to cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. Um, and I just want to say I don't really like that definition, um, because I think it misses the point, because if rest is ceasing movement, what if running is something you find restful? Does that mean that you have to stop running? Um, but you can see how the world definition of rest is to regain what once was by looking inwardly, giving your bones and your mind time and space to grow and recuperate in their own strength. So this again comes back to the idea that rest is looking after me. But is that what God wants rest to be for us? Why don't we look at what God has said about it in the passage and see how those two ideas line up. So verse 11, no, verse 9 to 11 says, there remains then a Sabbath, a rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So rest is entering God's rest. When we rest, we enter into something spiritual. It's a bit bigger than just going for a nap or just going to the beach. So while the world, world's rest suggests looking inward to regain our strength on our terms, God reminds us to look upwards in rest to be filled with his strength on his terms. And so we do this in obedience. The passage talks about being obedient to God. We do this to be obedient. God has asked something of us, and so we follow we need this rest. God has asked us to rest. We need rest to be built back, but it is not in our strength that we are built back up. It is in God's strength. And it's the strength that God gives us when we obey him to take time to rest in his presence. This is a rest that will renew us, and it is the only type of rest that can sustain us. Um, so some people may say that I'm stubborn, I know, can't believe it, can you? Um, so what that means is that I don't really like being told what to do. Um, and I remember once, growing up, my dad, in the crowd, um, had asked me to do some hoovering uh, as per my weekend chore obligation. Um, and I was literally, I'm not joking, I was literally about to do it. I was moments away from getting off the sofa to do it. And then he asked me again, have you done the hoovering yet? You know you want to do that today. And so I got annoyed and I refused to do it for another couple of hours, just so that I could do it on my terms. Um, but I did do it. Um, 
So yeah, why have I told you that really random story of me and my dad in our teenage years? Um, because while God tells us to do things that we may find hard or scary or we don't really want to do, he doesn't just ask us to do that without having done it first. And I will say, my dad has done the hoovering. The analogy ends there. Um, verse 10 reminds us that anyone who enters into God's rest will find rest from their work just like he did just like he did, and the he there is God. When God created the world, it took him six days, and then he rested. And there is some debate among Christians about whether it was six literal days or six eras of time. You may find you fall on any end of that spectrum, but it doesn't really matter in this context, um, because we can look at it as a percentage, one-seventh of the time that it took, he rested, which is 14.285%. So God calls for consistent and respected times of rest. He took that amount of time. That's a considerable chunk of time if we look at our week to rest. Um, And God doesn't just ask this because he can. I believe in a God of love. He knows what we need. He literally made us. Um, I saw the Barbie film a few weeks ago, Big Up. Um, And it got me thinking about how Barbie was designed and made. So I went online and I found an instruction manual for the Barbie Dream House. And I was going to print it out and show you all, but I thought show and tell would be a little bit um, too childish, but oh well. Um, But there was an instruction manual for this Barbie Dream House that, you know, I actually did kind of want. And someone somewhere at Mattel had designed this house for a purpose and knows that the instructions are needed for this product to work as designed. So God made you and designed you, and he knows what you need to work as designed. And some of what you need is food and water, all that good stuff. That's part of the design that God has for you. And some of what you need is sleep, and some of what you need is rest spiritually. We all feel that need for sleep at the end of a hard day. And I'm sure when we realize we haven't come before God in worship, we feel that need for rest with God. Sleep is rest for your body, and Sabbath is rest for your spirit, and we need both. That's what God has designed for us, both of those things to work in unity. A wise man once told me that either you Sabbath or you get Sabbathed. Um, And before you ask that, wise man was Jack Percy. Um, I know, can't believe it. Um, But what that means is that you either take a day of rest required on a weekly basis or somewhere down the line, you end up having to take a month off because you've been signed off work with stress. Either you make time in your schedule for rest, or God will make time for you. You make the time for the rest that God asks of you, or it will become very clear why God asks that of you. And Jack told me this in a talk in one of my first weeks of my second year of uni, which was almost four years ago, And it's still stuck with me. I still bring that to mind. You Sabbath or you get Sabbathed, um, but less threatening than that. Um, We know what God wants us to do. He wants us to rest in his presence for a dedicated amount of time a week, a day. And if we look through history in the Bible, there are great examples of this. I mean, even in the Ten Commandments, one of the commandments is to keep the Sabbath holy. When I was growing up, I thought this meant go to church every Sunday, Um, but it's much, much deeper than that. It's not that simple, unfortunately. 
keeping a day a week holy and set aside for pressing into resting with God. Whether that's a Sunday, whether that's a Saturday, whether that's a Friday morning and a Sunday afternoon, or whether that's an hour every evening of the day. But I know what you're thinking, this sounds impossible. I can hear you telling me already, this sounds impossible. And I've been so challenged while writing this to evaluate my own rest because I don't think I do it right. I don't think I do it very well. You may be thinking that the 21st century is a lot busier and I've got a lot more going on than the Israelites did back in the days of Moses. Life at the moment is too busy. God didn't understand. This is outdated. But the world may be busier now and more chaotic, but just because something takes more effort, I don't think that means we don't do it, you know? It takes more effort to buy someone you love a gift that they will appreciate rather than just buying the first thing you see. But you would still spend hours searching for that right thing. It takes me more effort to show up at 10.30 on a Sunday morning to help with Pathfinders, but that doesn't mean I don't do it. And it takes more effort to stay in touch with friends who have moved out of the area. But we all still do it. Some things take more effort, but that doesn't mean that they aren't important. In fact, a lot of the time, the things that can take the most effort are the most important. So how can we rest? How can I change my habits to obey this command? So I've got three little points um, to make it hopefully more easy for you to understand. So number one, pray. Simple. Um, If you want to make more time for the rest, the first place is to pray that God would help you make more time for rest. Um, I know that people have different relationships with prayer in their lives, and maybe that doesn't feel like the simple solution. And so there will be people here at the front um, when I'm finished talking while we are responding in worship who would love to pray with you. And it can be really straightforward because, here's a little hack, you're already at church. Your time has already been taken up. You may as well pray that you can rest. Life hack for you. Um, And so that is going to be a great first step. And I think I'm going to go down and receive prayer for this as well, to ask God to help me make time for rest, because I think I need it as well. I'm standing up here telling you all this, but that doesn't mean I've got it all figured out. Um, To quote High School Musical, we are all in this together. Uh, As a community, that's what we're here for, to figure this out together. So if you want to pray with me or for me or anything like that, come join me at the front during the worship time. And we can make rest a centerpiece of our week. So number two, look at your diary or planner. So some of you won't have a planner or a diary, and you just make plans and hope you remember them which is chaotic to me, but you fine, live your life. Um, but if that's you, I encourage you to get a small diary or to use the calendar on your phone or something, because to be able to see your time laid out for a week, you can really see where you are overstretching yourself, where you have gaps that you can give to God, and where maybe you need to cut back on certain things. To be able to see a visual representation of your week can be really helpful to find when you can Sabbath. It allows you to put Sabbath into your diary, to block it out in your calendar, so that when someone asks you to do something, you've got something there already, you can say no. Because, here's a little trick, even if it's something for church, you can say no, I can't do that if you need to Sabbath. 
If you need to rest, you can say no to someone asking you to do something. So get a planner, put Sabbath in it. I'll be checking. Um, And then number three, find out what godly rest is for you. There isn't, unfortunately, one set way to observe Sabbath. It's not like you can go through a list and tick it off and be like, yep, I've Sabbathed, I've done all of that, great. Um, Obviously, there are key elements. Prayer and worship are so important in Sabbathing. But there are so many ways to pray, so many ways to worship. Do you pray out loud? Do you prefer writing things down? Do you go through art? Do you do it in nature, at home, with friends, or in solitude? There's so many different ways to Sabbath. So something that I find really restful is baking. Um, So part of my Sabbath could be to bake cakes while listening to worship and praying, and then to give them out to my neighbours as part of Jesus' call to love our neighbours. Not that I've ever done that, by the way, but maybe I should. (laughs) Maybe I should start checking with me next week, see if I've done it. Um, But there is no one-size-fits-all for Sabbathing. And so later on during our response time, think about what you find restful and how we can include God in that, how God can be at the centre and we can bring in our personality into our Sabbath to make this a spiritual rest. Um, There should be some paper and pens under your chair. If there's not, sorry, people at the back, I don't think we got to you, but do come forward and grab some, or people can send them back. Um, Try and find a piece of paper. There should be enough for everyone somewhere in the church. (laughs) It may just be a a bit of a trip, you know? And if you are watching on the live stream, feel free to grab some paper and some pens at home, and you can join in with this as well. Jack, you've used your paper wrong. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, To start with, really simple. I think you can all do this. Write your name at the top. Don't worry, I'm not going to grade them. I'm not going to like ask for them in and mark them or anything. Um, and so then I just want you to reflect on that. Look at your name. Think about your identity. Think about the things that have made you you. Think about the things that you enjoy. Think about the things that have happened in your life, the things that you love, your interests, your hobbies. Ponder on your identity as you look at that name. Think about who God has made you to be. Think about God designing you to be exactly like this. Think about the people that you spend time with, the things that you love doing, Maybe the things that you used to do, and as you've gotten older, you found you just haven't had time for it. And then write all of those things down under your name as well.
And while you're writing, think about how God can be in those things. Think about how you can meet God with those elements of what you enjoy. Think about how you can include God in those things that you love. And think about how you can rest in the presence of God with those things on your list. And so I encourage you to keep praying over this, to ponder over it as we worship. I encourage you to take this away with you, to look over it as you prepare to make time for Sabbath. So we're going to have some response and worship now. Um, but there are a couple of groups of people that I really felt God was putting on my heart, that there are people that, yeah, we need prayer. Um, and I include myself in that. So if you want to ask for help to make time for rest, please come forward for prayer. Um, it's so important and it's so hard sometimes to feel stuck in a cycle of busyness and overscheduling. Um, so if you would love to be released from that burden, yeah, please come forward. and We would love to pray with you. But I also think there are people, some people that, that want to rest, who try to make space for rest, who are doing the right things on paper, but for some reason when they're in that space and in that time, they just can't rest, can't get into that headspace, can't get clear from the stress and busyness of life, and can't hear from God. And I think there are some people that just feel tired of not resting. And so we would love to pray for you too. We Sabbath because God knows us and calls us to Sabbath. He showed us how to do it, and he wants it for us because he loves us, and he wants what is good for us. Amen.